0: Once again, to make it clear before you hear my episode, I believe Antonio Brown is one of the most talented receivers in the NFL. As a fan, we miss him. I think Antonio Brown is a very bright gentleman. I didn't make this clear in my episode, so I wanted to to put this um, as a a prequel to the episode. All of these accusations, I really do not believe – any of them, especially the sexual assault accusation, I do not believe it. I do not believe this gentleman did that. Um, if you look into the circumstances and look into the individual making the accusations, you can totally understand why I wouldn't believe it. And once again, innocent until presumed um, until proven guilty. And he hasn't even been, you know, no no charges have ever been brought up for this stuff. So once again... I think for a lot of us, seeing these tweets day after day after day, good guy, you know what I mean? Been through a lot. The golden boy of his family, like he said, you know, but I don't know how to say it without, you know, him feeling as though I'm being disrespectful. I do feel like at this time people are ignoring someone who clearly needs some help. You know, they're ignoring someone that, whether they know it or, you know, I don't know, whether, whether A.B. knows it or the NFL knows it, the way they're treating him is going to be looked at, I, th- I think, in history as to how the NFL treats people who may be having a, a mental issue, man. I think we all go through mental issues just like people go through physical issues. Million-dollar facilities for physical health. What are they doing for mental health? So I just want to say that, and I just want to say once again, as a fan, I want them back in the league. As a fan, yeah. I, I just honestly, as a fan and as a as a human to human, I do believe you guys are handling this completely wrong. NFL, you are fumbling this one. And Ab, I think nothing but the world of you, man. I think you're a very bright guy. Um, I think you going to um, going back to school and and Continual education is one of the best things you can do, and I just hope you don't view this episode as as someone attacking you. Because I listened to it again, and I took it down because I thought you might take it the wrong way. But once again, after just like you know, just seeing the tweets over the last few days and everything like that, I'm putting it back up. You know, because I think someone needs to hear this, whether it's UAB or or the NFL or the Patriots. Someone needs to hear this. So please listen to the episode and just. Give me your thoughts on the episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your host, Bless Lewis, and we're going to have another episode here of ATDA Agree to Disagree. This is, uh, we're about halfway through my first season on this podcast, and what is going to be a reoccurring theme will be uh, mental health, men's mental health. And uh, more specifically, black men's mental health. So today's episode uh, will be about a uh, a black man's mental health and, and black men's mental health in general. But I'm going to focus specifically today on Antonio Brown, the wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers, in, in my opinion, in the NFL or or that was in the NFL and the way he's being handled at this time from all of his outbursts and and different things he's been accused of. If you're not familiar, I'll give a quick summary of, of A.B.'s situation. A.B. forced a trade. His I'm going to refer to him as A.B. We're talking about Antonio Brown. And I hope he doesn't get offended by anything that I'm going to say here. I hope none of the uh, NFL owners get offended by any of the things I'm going to say here. But uh, Antonio Brown forced a trade out of Pittsburgh. He was playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it was a really, you know, loud type of thing. And they're known to be a quiet organization and, and they decided to go ahead and trade him. He was traded to the Oakland Raiders where he had a outburst with the general manager and he accused him of, uh, you know, being racist and things of that nature. And he just, he had an outburst through all that he was going through. He had a lot of physical things he was going through, some of them to his own doing. You know, he he kind of brought on himself. Maybe he was trying to get his feet right or get his, his body correct, and he, he damaged his feet at one point. But he was ready to go and ready to play, you know, uh, at some point in their training camp. After missing quite a bit of training camp, and he was ready to go, ready to play for, for week one. He was ready to perform on the field. Um, unfortunately, had an outburst with the GM where where they had a mis- disagreement, and uh, maybe he was very passionate in and, and his side of, of what was going on, and that resulted in them releasing him. Um, Not only that, he did miss quite a bit of practice because of uh, the physical and and, uh, mental things he had going on. To me, it was mental things going on. He had a a big issue with his helmet. Um, There was at at one point for an outsider looking in, it seemed like every week um, Antonio Brown would have an issue. Uh, issue with this issue with that you know and um i could totally understand his helmet issue because you know it's his safety and it it made him feel comfortable having a certain type of helmet and the nfl said hey we need you to wear this helmet um in order to be safer but he he didn't feel that way and it's totally understandable he had to he agreed to this i mean they agreed to disagree he uh arbitrated that and they came back and said hey we can't we've drawn a line tom brady And you are like two of the last players that have to move over to this new helmet. So he he reluctantly did so, found a helmet that worked for him. Um, But once again, he was cut by the Raiders, and he was picked up by the New England Patriots. Uh, After being picked up by the New England Patriots, uh, if you ever heard the saying, when it rains, it pours. Uh, He was picked up, but at this point, he's got a lot going on in his life, a lot of media paying him attention for things that are not football-related. And a young woman comes out and uh says accuses him of uh sexual assault. Another young lady that worked for him accuses him of um uh, we'll call it sexual misconduct. Um she was working for him, painting a mural at his home and she accuses him of, of coming into the room nude at at one point. Um I'm not sure if that's even illegal, but he was accused of it. And I'm not trying to defend certain actions or whatever, because the one thing we we have to remember is when people are accused by others or in the court of law, um, they are innocent until presumed guilty. But uh, he, he was accused of that and things of that nature. And then he he keeps tweeting and all of this and he's um, on Instagram and all of this. And he, he made some some pretty big mistakes, one of them being he he uh, asked friends, hey, look out for this young lady. And he, he was saying, you know, she's after my money. And it seemed like he was trying to intimidate her. It, it did seem a bit intimidating. I could totally understand the young woman feeling a bit intimidated by his actions in that way on a, on a public platform. So. We've never gotten to the whole social media episode, but that that is still to come. It's going to come. But right now we're focusing specifically on Antonio Brown, who, after these events that I just described, he was released by the Patriots after playing just one game. He performed once again, which shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. If you know the player I'm talking about, he's very good. He's he's once again, one of the best receivers, arguably the best receiver in the league. He stands five foot 10, about 186 pounds, one of the smaller guys on the field and absolutely fearless, um, you know, plays the game much bigger than his stature. Um, I'm I'm going to bring this all together because sometimes I ramble, but I'm, I'm bringing all that to give some context, some background. And he was um, on, on this gentleman. He was released by the Patriots after the accusations of sexual assault came out. Um, once again, these were accusations. They never were brought to court. He was he was not charged with anything. And um, from what I understand, the NFL was in the process of doing an investigation on these accusations at the time when he was cut. Um I think media the way the media covered it, and obviously that's their job, they're they're to cover certain things, but they covered it. And in the way it, it made so much noise that I guess the owners of of the Patriots decided to back out and say, hey, this he's not worth you know all this trouble. Here's where I start to have an issue. Um if you if you know football in twenty sixteen um, if you watch the playoffs, Vontez Burfik laid one of the most violent hits I've ever seen in football on Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown coming into the league, if you look at some of his early photos from his rookie years and his first couple years, he was a very clean cut guy. He almost seemed like a, a quiet guy and he, he kind of he talked on the field. And um, this this ties into. That was one of the most violent hits I've seen. I'm a millennial, so I know back in the day there were even more violent hits. And, you know, he was out on his feet after being hit by this guy. He goes down, his head bounces off of the turf. You know, something that could really affect you. If you were hitting your leg that way, it would break your leg. If you were hit directly in your leg the way he was hitting the head, it would break your leg. It would break your arm if you were hitting your arm that way. And to me... I don't think he's been the same since. Um, I think that along with a lot of other hits that you're going to take as a guy that goes over the middle, because once again, fearless. There are receivers that would not go over the middle, much bigger than this guy, fearless. He would go over the middle, he would catch the ball, take the hit, and and possibly get you some yaks, some yards after catch. This isn't about just his performance. It's about, to me, the NFL and, you know, this particular, the last organization that cut him. We have a real problem here because it it does seem as though you know their owner was accused of some things and and uh, some crimes uh, as far as uh, paying for sex and uh, you know he he was actually accused and, and went to court and arrested for those things but there's not much you can do with an owner. One of my coworkers said to me, "Well, what are you going to do for your owner? Take his team away?" I can understand that he doesn't deserve to have his team taken away, but to cut a guy like this when the you know when it gets hot on him when when these accusations are coming out that haven't been you know uh investigated fully yet we don't know if it's true or not and he he loses his job loses millions of dollars he's probably taking care of family and things of that nature i just i just that doesn't sit well with me that um i think it speaks to a bigger issue of mental health and black men's mental health when i look at the tweets the tweets are are what stood out to me the tweets that uh antonio brown had over these i would say all of this transpired in about an eight-week period over this two-month period some of these tweets and even the young lady where he was accused of um you know intimidating her by adding her on a text chain or on an instagram message chain and putting her out there like that to me i said why would why would you do that man like well why would you um (laughs) don't don't you know what you have to lose uh why why would you What would make someone do that? Um, Did you think that through? And as soon as I thought about that, I said, did he think that through? He seems to have an issue thinking things through. And I'm not attacking you, Antonio. I, I hope that Antonio Brown hears this. I'm here to defend you. The NFL has done a number on this young man, I feel like. And now he's having mental issues clearly to me to me no disrespect to you once again Antonio I I saw an interview where half of his mustache was blonde and this was this past summer um as all of this is transpiring with uh Pittsburgh and he's going into the Raiders camp and everything and he does an interview with half of his mustache is blonde and I get it you know it's an artistic thing you know you can do whatever you want but to me they all people say you know you need to ask for help I think all of these events show a man crying out for help. You know what I mean? Like when you're having a mental issue, it's not like when your arms broke and you say, Oh my God, my arm's broken and the trainers look at your arm and they say, Hey man, in order to heal this, you're going to be out about eight to 12 weeks. You know what I mean? We're going to need to do surgery. We're going to need to perform on you surgery on you and and then give you time to recover. And during that time, you're going to rehab that arm. But when someone's having mental health issues, which To me, it seems painfully clear. You get tossed aside like like trash, like like he has no worth as a person, even, you know, not even as the best receiver in the league. But as a person, he's being tossed aside like your mental health issues don't matter. And I think I may be one of the first I I would actually challenge some of the uh, NFL commentators and specifically black NFL commentators to step up and, and talk on this. Like, no one spoke about the fact that, like, hey, when when you're reporting on these tweets that he's had, like, doesn't that show someone that doesn't seem to be thinking things through? He, he Doesn't he seem like he has an issue thinking things through right now? And then you, you only have to rewind the tape two years to the playoffs to see a horrific hit put on him in his head where that could cause someone to not be able to think things through possibly as much. Um we we can go to uh the well first let me give you a couple names here. Um Junior Seau, George Atkinson the third, uh I have a whole list actually here of about forty four players that died of suicide. I'm just gonna say a few uh Buddy Forns Jim Duncan, uh, Lawrence Phillips, and we'll stop with Adrian Robinson. This is um, these names come from a list of about forty-four players, ex-NFL players that killed themselves. Um, George Atkinson is one of the most recent. George Atkinson the third is a running back. He he uh, played tailback for the Browns at one point, and uh, he was out of the league at this point, and he killed himself over depression. And I can't say all 44 of these names, their suicides are related to playing the game of football. But I know Junior and a few of the other guys, I believe they donated their brains. And it was horrific what what some of these folks, you know, what the type of trauma that had been caused to their brains. And, you know, I have these podcasts to spark discussion. Let's spark this discussion, guys. Let's let's think about this. NFL teams spend millions of dollars on stadiums, millions of dollars on training facilities to train these uh, to take someone's body and be able to transform it and make you a stronger athlete, make you be able to perform more on the field. And if you break your ankle or you you tear a muscle, a doctor comes and they check you out and they say, hey, you, you can't play for a couple of weeks. But have you ever had a doctor? Do they have any psychologists on on each team that? you know, checks on their mental health as well as their physical health. Do they have full facilities to facilitate mental health the way they have facilities to rehab and facilitate physical health? I think if you ask yourself that question, the answer will probably be no. But I think it's necessary. They probably need to have mental health facilities the same way they have physical facilities for these, you know, NFL players to build their bodies up and get stronger and stronger, maybe – you know we're we're ignoring the fact that mental health needs just as much exertion. It needs just as much exercise and and uh, training as your physical health does. Or over time, you can it can deteriorate. If if a guy doesn't work out for a year, two years, and comes back, he's going to look a little different than he did in his playing days. You know, physically, he's he's not the same physically. And not saying he can't get back there, but you'd have to train yourself back up if you haven't worked out at all for two, three years. How many years have some of these players gone without seeing a psychologist? And I speak to all NFL players at this point. Everyone in the world, we have our mental issues, and it's just how you handle it, and maybe you handle it this way and that way, but mental health is important, and that's why there are mental health professionals. The same way you go see a doctor yearly for your physical, you may need to go see a psychologist yearly just to see where you are mentally. You know, And maybe they can understand some of the things you're going through and, and help you through some of the mental hurdles, the same way a a, a physical trainer at one of the NFL facilities will help these guys through physical hurdles, help them be able to jump higher, move faster, run faster and things of that nature, you know, but I don't think any emphasis goes into mental health. And then we have a gentleman like Antonio Brown, who, whether you see it or not is clearly, and has been crying out probably for the last year or so for, for help, man. Hey, Mentally, he's a little off right now, but there's no, I don't think there's a doctor on staff that says, hey, you need to, you need to sit for four weeks for mental health issues, you know, stay on the team, but we need to sit you for four weeks for mental issues and you need to rehab your mental because that's, I guess that's not the business they're in, but that's, that's the topic today. Um, I think it's a, it's a travesty as, as our boy Stephen A likes to say all the time that the NFL as a whole, and that would be, I'm, I'm, I hate the name drop, but that's going to be you, Roger Goodell. I do feel like you, you can you can get involved in this and you can try to look into what's going on here. But we shouldn't have to wait until these gentlemen die to look at their mental health. We shouldn't have to wait until they die, literally die, you know, kill themselves before we look at, hey, he had mental health issues related to the game. Um Another name we're going to throw out there, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, there's no excusing the things he did, the the murder that occurred. But he never played another snap of football after that murder. And and after he killed himself, they looked at his brain and they showed significant CTE signs. You know, and you, you can't necessarily say it didn't affect him. You know, he may have already been a violent man. He he had a past and everything. But, you know, I don't want to go into just Aaron, but all 44 of these gentlemen that are on this suicide list I'm looking at here, of ex-players that, that killed themselves, I'm willing to bet all 44 of them had some kind of mental issues related to football. And even if it wasn't related to football, people have mental issues. You know what I mean? These 44 they had their issues and it caused them to kill themselves. Not all of them were convicted murderers like Aaron. A lot of these guys like junior was just living out retirement and weren't able to handle a day-to-day you know, life right now. So that this is just something to bring up some discussion here, guys on, you know, mental health, uh, men's mental health, black men's mental health, and specifically Antonio Brown. Um, I, I, I ask everyone, all my listeners, the question of how does someone um, ask for help when they're hurt um, physically or how does someone ask for help when they're hurt mentally? I think all the tweets and all the Instagram messages and, and just Antonio Brown's public behavior, if you will, over the last year is of someone that's saying, hey, I probably need some help here. I'm not able to make probably the best decisions on my own right now, I'm, uh, I have an inability to think things through. I'm sure when he wrote that message um, about the young lady and he's, you know, notifying his friends and saying, hey, this, this young lady's trying to get me for my money and blah, 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 blah. I'm sure he didn't think, well, after I write this, this could cost me three, four, five million dollars. I'm sure he didn't think about that. But if you look over the last year, there, there's been multiple occasions where it seems like the gentleman hasn't thought some things through. And I don't think that only falls on him, man. I think, you know, people give the signs that they're going through mental health issues. It's what do we do with it? Do we ignore them or do we even worse, discard them the way that Antonio Brown is being discarded? Completely discarded. Can't work over accusations. And yet, you know, some folks are convicted of things and they're still working. But this gentleman was accused of things. Not proven anything and he's he's out of the league right now can't make a living for his family right now and once again the bigger point is who's looking out for Antonio Brown's mental health and all of the players in the NFL you know 70 percent of the players in the NFL are African-American approximately 70 percent that's why you know the title of this has to be black men's mental health to me because as a whole the league probably should look at the mental health of their players but 70 percent of the league is made up of black players and you got 32 majority owners who are are not african-american you know and i mean i don't we're not going to get into a race thing over this but you know maybe there's something to that you know maybe there's a little something more to that but specifically on mental health how do how does someone that has mental health issues cry out for help because it looks like for 44 different guys here, the way they cried out was by taking their lives. And we shouldn't have to wait until that point